You want to be hardcore. You want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. We've got Bush. I like to fuck. Do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bank busts think they're a good deal. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drink Up, the same drunk wrestling history with fewer calories. I'm your designated host, Adam, and lawyers are telling me that they are the drunk wrestling historians. This is Eddie. I'm drunk. I'm old. I'm fucking tired. And I work with fucking children. (laughs) The hell? Well, since I always mess it up, I figured why not just automate it? That's the equivalent of an 80s baseball player getting a card in an envelope from a little kid and putting it into a machine with an auto pen attached and just running his <laughs> autograph through the machine and sending it back to the kid. Did that happen? Is that something that it was called an auto pen. Heard, Yeah, it was an auto I've pen. never heard of that. <clears throat> or they had a stamp that did it. Oh, well, I know a stamp, obviously. Yeah, it was either yeah. a rubber stamp or it was an auto pen. I never heard of that. That's crazy. Well, yeah, that's this is where we are. Yeah, we've we've automated introductions now. And this is yeah. Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. Going old school saying it. Yeah, look at me using words and shit. <laughs> Scott has the best well, words. You were smart. You picked an easy one. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's easy to remember. Yeah, yours is a little bit longer. That's yeah, what it she is. Said. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the Dumb and Dumber beer. Oh, yeah. I was going to get into it when we got into what we were drinking. But yes, this is the uh, Lloyd Christmas Double Hazy IPA. Adam, thank you very much. It's delicious. You're welcome. Well, since we're talking about drinks, I'm drinking uh, some more of that Terramana that I have left over that you got me for Christmas. Very good. Um, I drank some whiskey. We did, should we mention, I guess we should mention what we just did. Yeah, of course mention it. So we just did an interview with Sportskeeda. Um, it was like a video, like a Zoom type interview. Um, so I was drinking Irish whiskey during that. So I'm actually fairly buzzed already. Very um, good. Yeah, and it was cool. Um, I'll tweet out the link. He s- made it sound like it should be up by Monday. It's a video interview. He's going to do like an article and then post the interview um, once everything's ready to go. So yeah, Monday or so is what he said. So I'll tweet the link. So you guys will be hearing this Friday, the 12th. So that'll be a few days later. So yeah, it was it was actually really cool. Guy was super cool. Um, I got a DM from him a couple weeks ago and he was, it's kind of a funny DM. Cause he just, the DM was like, Hey, are you guys busy in May? And I was like, what? <laughs> what, what uh, I, I don't know. Aside, and aside kinda, from us not properly planning a Cinco de Mayo episode, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so I got going back and forth with him in DMS and, uh, he was like, oh yeah, I want to do an article on you guys for sports Kita. And I was like, cool, I read that website. You know, like I know it's a legit website. So yeah, let's do it. So we just did that. It was a lot of fun. It's like an hour, a little over an hour. Um, we spent talking to him. So uh, yeah, look out for that. And um, yeah, it was a fun interview. Totally. And the f- yeah, and the video is going to be on the on the article. So check that out when it's out. I'll let you guys know. And there's cool. actually a, uh, an exclusive story from Eddie that breaks during that show. So definitely check it out just for that. That's true. Yeah, there's an exclusive story that I'm not going to mention tonight that um, is sort of a follow-up on last week's exclusive story um, that I warned some of you you might want to skip through. So, But it's much less graphic. (laughs) I mean, not a whole lot less, but less. Way less graphic. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. We're still talking about your cum. Oh, here we go. All right. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, I've got bucks. I got some vanilla Back Coke, <laughs> and uh, Eddie, take it away. A uh, couple quick notes. Um, I want to say hi to Broncos Dad Forty Three. He is a newer listener to the show. He's been binging the show. He actually. Um, listened so far back and i don't know if i've mentioned this in a while he listened so far back that he ran out of episodes because we're at episode 141 as of this show 
So anything prior to that um, is not on the podcast platforms or on YouTube. So he's been listening to him there, but he's been listening to a few shows a day. Um, so I just want to say hi to him and welcome to the show. And I hope we can keep you laughing and learning wrestling history for uh, a long time. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey cheers. Broncos Dad 43. Yeah, salute to, to Broncos Dad 43. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is I want to say a, a, a huge congratulations to our buddy Jeff, who is at Verbal Sows on Twitter. He and his wife Cynthia are having a baby. Aww. Amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Congrats, It's awesome, dude. yeah. Fantastic. I should, have, I should have a cheering sound effect. We clap a lot on the show, and somehow I never thought to put a cheering sound effect up. We save it for the roast. That's why. It's very special. I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, Gotta yeah. A baby's it. cool. <laughs> a baby's cool and everything, but it's not that important. <laughs> not dude. roast of Ryback important. Uh, it's um, like our master of puppets, dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's our pasture of Muppets. Right. Um, baby's not even born already compared to Ryback. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, he's gonna. Have, well, he's got awesome parents, so I'm sure it's gonna be an awesome fucking baby. Um, Way more awesome than Ryback for damn sure. A, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. This baby ain't jobbing to Mark Henry at 29. Um, a little bit of backstory on this: We ran into Jeff at WrestleMania. That's I guess like five weeks ago now. Uh, you and over, Adam did. Yeah, just over Adam and I ran into him day two of WrestleMania. It was just over five weeks ago, and um, he was like, "Yeah, this is cool. This is my first time traveling for a WrestleMania." And I always say that you travel to your first one, you're going to keep going. It's, it gets addictive. It's like fucking tattoos. You know, Absolutely. you get your first one, you can't wait for your next one. So yeah. everybody has so much fun. They can't wait for next year. Um, so I said, oh, are you going to go next year? Because it's closer to you because he's in Chicago. So next year's in Philly. I mean, you can drive, you know, it's a long drive looking at nothing but trees and probably snow that time or of year. Or convenient drive if you flight. Want. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm not sure. Um I haven't put this on the internet, but we're having a baby. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. You know, I popped huge. Um, yeah, because we sell so, onesies. Yeah, exactly. We sell onesies. So uh, buy a fucking onesie. <laughs> on whatamaneuver.net. So I was just like, well, don't worry. Since you haven't put it on social media yet, I won't say anything. You know, lips are sealed. And then I was kind of like, he just sort of blurted it out, too. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't probe for that. I just was like, hey, are you going to WrestleMania next year? And he's like, no, we're having a baby. Or maybe we're having a baby. <laughs> and that was like, oh, man, I hope he didn't just blurt that out. He's going to get heat with his wife. So I, like, made a point when we were leaving. You know, I was like, I did, like, the, um, you know, like, the um, lips are sealed thing, you know? Yeah. Like like that. Right. Like, right. I made a, po <laughs> like I made a point it. of making, yeah, so I made a point of making eye contact with Cynthia as I set, as I did that. Like, don't worry. And I did make a joke. I was like, oh, yeah, it's on a social media, but you tell the guy who drunk tweets about it. <laughs> you know, you're asking for trouble, man. Right. Um. So I was like. So he finally broke kayfabe so we could talk about it and, you know, say congratulations. And it was, I got to tell you, it was really like, um, it was like when Michael Scott found out Pam and uh, Jim were having a baby and like, you just know Michael's going to slip up and tell everybody. Yes. And Mike, Michael knows he's going to slip up and tell everybody <laughs> and you're just fucking waiting for it to happen. You're like stressed out watching the show. Like, oh my God, how is he going to do this? How's it going to happen? So. Well, you say um, the need to spill the beans by telling me. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So luckily I didn't drink much in uh, March. So I didn't, uh, or April, <laughs> I got I was sick and shit. I didn't really drink much. So there wasn't a lot of drunk tweeting going on. So right. luckily I didn't spill the beans, but uh, congratulations to them. Huge congrats. So that's happy. fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For this. And that's all I've got for notes. Yeah. Uh, for this week's episode, we are taking it back to the year of our Lord, 1998. This is not necessarily an event that took place or that we watched but it is something that we're reading. You know, that thing you do with books and newspapers. So we have a copy and we are analyzing Hulk Hogan's WCW contract. This is 1998 contract. So this would have been his, I think this was his second, his third contract, right? Because he did a two-year deal in 94 and then another two-year in 96. Oh, it was a two out. and a two. I didn't know if it was a four-year deal coming out of 94 and then this was his re-up. I could be wrong. Maybe it was a four and a four. It, uh, according um, to this, it says that the last one was in 1996. Oh, okay, so he so did two had, and two then. Got it. Yeah, a two, a two and a four. Got it. Um. So yeah, this came out, I saw this a while ago and I thought it was so interesting to see a wrestler's contract and especially to see Hogan's contract, you know, like the biggest or one of the biggest, let's not go down that wormhole of who's the biggest of all time, but Hogan's the top three anyway. Okay, but at, at this time, 1998 WCW, that's king of the mountain right there. This is this like is the top of the card contract. 
and this is wrestling contracts are crazy. This is the right. Hot, like right the Monday Night War has never been hotter. You know. Yes, and they didn't um, want WWF to sign them up, so you got to lock them up to a big money deal. Right. So they were and and you got Turner Turner's fucking checkbook. Exactly. That's an open so, checkbook at that point. Blank check. So you're yeah. So you're doing what you need to do, and Hogan basically could ask for a reading it. Feels like he could have asked for any fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Take any amount on this contract we're about to go over and double it, and he still would have gotten it. I don't doubt that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe double might be a little extreme, but... I don't I, know, dude. Do they want to chance him going to WWF? Right? Because they hadn't I don't taken know. over yet in the well, ratings. Well, I mean, I guess everything's in negotiation. He might have asked for much more than he got, you know? Maybe. Like, we don't know what... You know what I mean? Because you know how that is. Well, give me this. No, I'll give you that. Well, okay. I'll, I'll come down a little bit. Do you like, think got, he got... ever leveraged Vince? Do you think he ever went to Vince in, like, say, February, March of 98? Because this deal was I've... signed in May of 98. Okay. I've never heard that he has. And um... Would you put it past him, though? Um, I wouldn't put it past him because, I mean, I wouldn't put it past myself. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. But you want to You want to max out that money, right? But so check this out. Um, I'm going to skip ahead in the contract under section 11, um, article B, WCW shall have the first right of negotiation to last no longer than 14 days following the end of Terry's, or oh, sorry, following the end of the term for Belay's wrestling and wrestling related services for the 12 month period following the termination of this agreement. So I'm sure that was in his, his uh, prior two contracts. Right. So basically he had to listen to, to their negotiations first. He couldn't just go away okay so okay um for that reason i don't think he leveraged anything against vince um but i think he absolutely would have but i think he was legally binded to at least give them this 14 minute uh 14 day window okay gotcha gotcha so i think the way to do this is this is a we've never done a podcast like this before i think the way to do this because you're reading like legal words and you know like you got to go to legal school like the uh like the barely legal paralegal to understand this you know what i mean they make good money by so, the way i can't believe legal school has come back <laughs> ruthless aggression <laughs> so i think the way i think to do this is to read an excerpt of the contract and then go over it yes if that's okay with you was that what you were thinking too that would be acceptable i that's basically good. just pulled out some highlights okay um so you know what i don't know how i didn't catch this before but the very top of it, after like the WCW uh, letterhead and the date, it's Mr. Terry Bollea and then his address, which oh. somehow I, I scrolled right to the actual letter of agreement. Is that which Linda's is what address called. still? I don't know, but it's in Bel Air, Florida. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up on Street View. Let's do that. So if, if anyone wants to know Hogan's address in 1998, it was 130 Willadel Drive. That's spelled W-I-L-L-A-D-E-L. In Bel Air, Florida. And Bel Air is spelled weird. It's B-E-L-L-E-A-I-R. Like one word. Should, so 130 Willowdale Drive, Bel Air, Florida. You can look up Hogan's house. Should we mail a Drunk Wrestling History t-shirt to that address? <laughs> if you want to buy it. You probably still have some left over, right? Probably, yeah. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> the real prince of Bel Air. I think because, because of this <laughs> website, uh, they probably have more than enough wrestling gear but then again yeah. what's one more yeah maybe it is linda's house still i don't know I, it might be the one from the fucking hogan show whatever that was called yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking so okay um term unless otherwise extended or terminated pursuant to the terms and conditions herein this begins on may 29th 1998 and shall continue for a period of four years through may 28th um 2002 that's kind of the the first part of it so it's a four-year deal let's get that right out of the way so immediately under bonus you get straight into um hogan's signing bonus so in consideration of balea's performance here under wcw shall pay to balea a bonus in the amount of two million dollars to be paid within 14 days after balea's execution and delivery of this letter of agreement so this dude got paid two million dollars okay. just to sign for an autograph yeah for pen to paper Effective. two million dollars yeah oh you know what let me back up i forgot to mention this came out and uh, Sonny Onu um, filed a lawsuit in 2000 for racial discrimination against WCW. And one of the parts of the lawsuit was that, um, like, uh, minorities didn't get paid on the same level as 
everyone else when they should have, you know, like not even, not even close, kind of. So this was like evidence in the lawsuit. So that's where this came from. So that's how we know this is legit. And you look at it and you can, t I mean, it looks legit and everyone seems to accept it as legit. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's like typed up. It's like a scan of a, t of a page that was done on a typewriter and some of the lines are messy and everything. So that's where this came from. It came out of an actual court case. Plaintiff stamp right on uh, top. Yeah, Sonny was suing him for, there was like weird stuff going on. Like one of the things in the lawsuit was like someone put up like a racist Chinese menu on the bulletin board backstage. Um, like it had like names of food, like who flung poo and tongue some chick and <laughs> oh my come gosh, too soon. Yeah, like really bad fucking jokes that would have been Stupid. clever a hundred years before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like some real highbrow comedy. Um, so he, he alleged there was racism in the pay structure. And so they got, and they also got everyone else's, not contracts, but salaries, which uh, we've talked about doing an episode of, about everyone's salaries at this time. Well, I don't so think we'll this is do necessarily apples to apples if you're taking like Sonny Ono's pay versus Hulk Hogan's pay, right? Like you can't really well, compare no, that, but you can go mid card. Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's like, why would you have to, why would you submit as evidence the highest paid wrestler of all time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's, that's you know. not really what you should be aiming for, but you know. You grab somebody off the mid card, say like a Buff Bagwell or something, or you know, like a Steiner. Yeah, and if, like, and if and if you were a lawyer, like if you'd gone to legal school, maybe you'd understand why this would be relevant. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just like, hey, they had this much money to throw around. Yes, and they didn't want to give it to Sonny. Right. You know, right. Who knows? But so two million dollars signing bonus. Yeah, that's that's huge. So just for signing his name, like you said, it's an autograph for two million bucks. So I'm gonna give you the um these dollar amounts in today's money. So this is $3.7 million now. So just think about that, like $3.7 million, what you could do with that. Um, but One to really put this into perspective, so many hoes, this is May, 1998. In November, 1997, Bret Hart left because Vince didn't want to pay him $2 million salary. <laughs> right? Way to put it in perspective, dude. This is only <laughs> what, six months after the screw job? Yeah, Vince went to go work for a company he didn't really want to work for because Vince backed out of paying him $2 million a year. Hogan got $2 million just for a fucking signing just bonus. A signature, yeah. <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy? That's how open the Turner checkbook was, folks. Right, right. So, okay, let's get into... So the next part after that in the contract is uh, number three, pay-per-view events. So I'm going to read a couple of the things in here. A, Balea will promote, appear, wrestle, and perform at six pay-per-view events uh, per year during years one through three of this agreement. Balea will be the featured wrestler at each of the events. Featured wrestlers kind of, you can interpret that in different ways. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... It's not necessarily the last match. Not necessarily the last match, right? But like, you're the um, promoted match. You're one of the more hyped matches, right? Like Floyd Mayweather and Big Show were on the poster for WrestleMania 24. You could call them a featured match. Featured, yes. Okay. But they weren't the main event. But... He was, <clears throat> I looked it up, he was in the main event of six pay-per-views over the next year. Yeah. Yep. And I actually looked it up for uh, years two and three and the non-existent four. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was, I was looking for a featured match thinking that it meant main event. Uh, it looks, there are like three or four instances where it's not the main event. And, but he's still the featured guy. Uh, yeah, looks like that is the case. Um, and that's over the whole three in, years. Including yeah. including uh, his uh, celebrity-driven matches. Like I, the Jay Leno match. The Jay Leno match. And then uh, with D-Rod and uh, the mailman, Carl Malone. Yeah. Uh, I could I could uh, consider those even if it wasn't the main event. That's a high profile Featured, match enough. Absolutely, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it but it does seem like uh, maybe year three. Uh, it is uh, six matches or six pay per views. I don't think he followed that in year two. But then again, they kept him. They kept him for year three, so what do well, I know about executing? Well, year three, you're executing? talking 2000, right? And that was the infamous Bash at the Beach 2000. Yes. Where he walked out of WCW. Right. After the Jarrett, the whole fiasco with him in Russo. Right, right. And honestly, I don't know how the contract was executed after that. If it was still paid out to him, if 
there's nothing in this contract that says it, uh, I don't know. Um, but is he in breach of contract? Because obviously he left in what that was. That would have been June of 2000. Well, he hadn't but appeared he in. I think, I think he was still getting paid when he didn't come. See, I wish. I wish you would ask me this earlier and I could have looked this up because he still didn't come work for Vince till 2003. Right. Right. So he was one of those guys riding his contract out. So I think he was still getting paid. Wait, no, 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 no. He no, came invasion. into WWE in 2002. 2000. 2000. Oh, sorry. Two. Yeah. Sorry. 2002. Yeah. That's what I meant. So a couple um, of years, like a year and a half after the bash at the beach fiasco. Okay. He was in well, WWE. Unless, it, unless it was just restructured once uh, WWE, uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. He was one of those guys that um, didn't fall under that WWE okay. buyout. Um, so his contract was up in May, uh, May 29th, 2002. So that'd be like a month and a half before WrestleMania or whatever that is, two months before WrestleMania. So he might. So that probably was like, hey, brother, I'll sit out the last couple months. I'll, I'll forfeit the last couple months of my WCW contract to come work WrestleMania because he showed up in February. That... Uh, right. That was uh, the case, or yeah, it was, I think it was No Way Out, two thousand two. Uh, no Way Out. There, exactly. there were details about the year four in this, but uh, based on pay per view pattern, they don't necessarily get to that year four. But we'll address year four uh, when we get further down. Yeah, because yeah. WCW folded before the the conclusion of Hogan's contract. For the conclusion of the, contract. the, conclusion yeah. of the term, yeah, which was the same situation with a lot of guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Okay, next part. Uh, WCW shall pay Balea. Uh, oh, hold on, I skipped ahead. In consideration for Balea's participation in the events, WCW shall compensate Balea the greater of 15% of domestic pay-per-view cable sales received by WCW for each event or a $675,000 guarantee payment per event. Per per pay-per-view. So his minimum was $675,000. Times six. Right? That in today's money is $1.35 million. Times six. Ooh. So he's getting that six times a year. Or he was getting more um, if 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 15% Exceeded of that. what WCW got paid was greater than that, he was getting that amount. Plus he was so, getting bonuses on the buy rates. Okay, so that's the next part. Um, so he was getting paid, he was getting that paid out in three chunks a year of $1.35 million. Um, so Those would take place in July, November, and February 1st of years one through three. Yes. So in today's money, those would be two and a half million dollars three times a year, which amounts to two and a half million dollars on pay-per-view guarantees alone. This is the minimum he was getting paid for wrestling pay-per-views. Um, <laughs> so then you get into the incentive compensation. Sorry, my, I'm losing my voice. I'm still dealing with this fucking cough, COVID, fucking whatever it is. I don't know. Have you tried is. thoughts and prayers, dude? I understand they're very strong. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Yeah, let's give it a shot. <laughs> so he would get a bonus based on his buy rate. So this is in addition to what he was getting paid, his flat rate, which was like we said, six hundred seventy-five thousand or fifteen percent. Um, and that fifteen percent was actually fifteen percent of what WCW made, which is fifty percent of the overall money the pay-per-view generated because they split it fifty-fifty with the cable companies. Right. But so okay, so you get a buy rate. I'm not going to read them all, but I'm just going to go. Um, it was um, basically for a buy rate that was um, 1.5 to 1.79. He got a quarter million, and it goes a couple different levels up to a buy rate of 3.5 and up. He got 1.75 million per event. Now, and WCW is doing big numbers, dude. Now that did numbers. dwindle after '98. Yeah. So here's why he got that written into his contract. I'm positive he had just done the match with Sting. Right in like February, Starcade of '97 was only a few months before this was signed, and he did the uh, match with Macho Man, I think, in March. Okay, and those were two of the biggest pay per views WCW had ever done. So right when his contract's coming up, he generates two of the biggest pay per view buys they've ever had in the history of the company. And why think things are going to change? Right, why it's I think going things are so change. well at this point. And even with even with Bishop being able to see what Austin's up to, he's not thinking. He's like, no, it's Hogan. I've got Hogan. He's got you know? Hogan. He's got the NWO. Those are cash cows. Yeah. So between two hundred fifty thousand and one point seventy five million, those are his bonuses. I don't know if he ever got the high end of that, but he definitely got several of the low ends. No doubt. WCW's WCW's first of all, buy rates are kind of tricky to figure out in the first place. Like, what's a one point five? Right. Like, how many buys is that? Right. 
Um, that's when I was looking. That seems to be around 400,000 buys. We'll get you about a 1.5. I don't know how they do their fucking math. I Googled it. I can't figure it out. Um, but if you look at, he was in 15 pay-per-views during this run, right? That's $10 million based on his, his, uh, base, the 675,000. That's just the base without the bonus kickers. Yeah. So in three years, he made 10 million just from pay-per-views alone. Right. Um, which in today's money is 18.6 million. Um, then Bleacher Report did the math and they estimated in bonuses he made another four to six million, which is another seven and a half to 11 million in today's money. Damn. So you're looking at, you know, I mean, if you max it out, you're looking at 30 million. Um, if you go mid range, you're looking at like 20 million, you know, 18, 20 million he made in pay per views in, in those three years. And it's crazy because you think about the roster around him, right? You had big names. You had Sting, you had Ric Flair, you had Goldberg, Hall. Nash, they had Scott Steiner, who was at, you know, he was elevating his name DDP, at this point. You Booker. had DDP, mm-hmm. Booker T, Macho Man They're Randy. coming Sam. up. Like, yeah. It's a who's who of wrestling in WCW, but all of the money, it seems, is being filtered into this one name. Yeah. In addition to having all those things, Bischoff had Ted Turner's fucking checkbook. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Huge but factors. then you start to see why they went upside down. This couldn't have been a good deal for them. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. No, if they had kept people interested in the show. I mean, if Vince, if, if uh, WWE hadn't heated up the way it did, if Austin didn't explode the way it did. Yes. It probably would have been a good deal. But yeah, if they put they, Vince out of business, this would have been a great deal for WCW. Until they put Vince out of business, then Hogan's getting a pay cut. Right, exactly. Because, hey, who are you going to go work for? Right, exactly. Yeah, Dixie Um, Carter wasn't a thing yet. (laughs) Yeah, and her dad didn't have that much money. Right. Dixie Carter didn't even know what wrestling was yet. (laughs) No, she was promoting uh, wrestling shows at her college (laughs) in Austin or wherever she's from. That was like her whole credential. She was like, oh, yeah, I used to promote wrestling shows when I was in college. Oh, did she make flyers? In the the cafeteria. Yeah, Yeah, she hung up flyers somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Come see our mud show. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so that covers pay-per-views. Now let's move on to um, Nitro and Thunder. So, okay, I'll just read the whole excerpt. During years one through three of this agreement, Balea shall promote, appear, wrestle, and perform as requested by WCW at WCW Nitro and Thunder events. In consideration of Balea's participation in any such events, WCW shall pay Balea between... Or, oh, sorry... WCW shall pay Balea 25% of the gross after-tax arena ticket revenues for each WCW Nitro and or WCW Thunder in which he appears and wrestles. However, in no event was compensation be less than $25,000. So he's getting Minimum that. a quarter of the... He's getting a quarter of the gross. So that's before they cover any cost, anything. It's just after taxes. Yeah, the worst which, he could do in one week was 50 k if he worked both shows. Exactly. Yeah, right. He could have a $50,000 week, bare minimum. $40 yeah, and then you have ticket. a pay-per-view Sunday? Right. You're clear yeah, so 700 cr- So, okay, so that's 25% of the gross. Now, I remember Jim Ross on his podcast years ago talking about the way they would pay out wrestlers. And, you know, he was head of talent relations, so he did payroll. He said they would figure out the profit of the show, you know, like, so that'd be the net, I guess. And he said the main event would get 33% of that. And the people in the main event would split it evenly. No, I'm sorry. The talent would get 33%. And then the main event would get a third of that. So I don't know what that amounts to. My math is terrible. But so you take a third of the profit of the show, put that into the pool to pay the entire roster who was on the show. Then a third of that goes to the main event and they split it. Hogan's getting 25% of the entire fucking house on his own. Yep. Right? And this doesn't even say he has to... It just says he has to pr- promote, appear, or wrestle. This isn't for a match necessarily. Right. So they're not even paying him to necessarily be in the main event. He could show up and cut a fucking promo. Just cut a promo and, and you're getting paid. He's getting 25% or $25,000 depending on ticket sales. So... Yep. Now, this is when they were hot, right? So let's just say a sold-out arena back then would fit 15,000 people. You know, your, your typical basketball or hockey arena. Um. For an average ticket price of 30 bucks, I just went with 30 bucks because I know back then you could sit upstairs for like 20, but downstairs was way more expensive. I just went with 30 bucks, right? That would have gotten Hogan, 25% of that would have gotten him 
Uh, I didn't figure in taxes because I don't know what they paid in taxes, but before taxes, that'd be $112,000, which is $208,000 in today's money. And you do so that that's what twice a week. So that's Ooh. a sold out show. That's a sold out um, Nitro and a sold out Thunder. Thunder was live, right? Was Thunder live or was Thunder taped? It was. Thunder was live. Okay. So that's a separate show. It's not like they can't, you know, double double up on them. Right. So that's a separate show. Not including house shows as well because he got the same deal for house shows that were not televised. Right, exactly. So I'm going to get to that. Um, so before, okay, so how shows, you're right. He got the same thing, 25% um, of the gross after tax. So WCW was never known for their house shows selling as well as WWE was. I don't know why that was, but I just remember hearing back then like, oh, the house show drew 10,000, drew 12,000, you know, in an 18,000 seat arena. Right. But still, you draw 10,000. Minimum, he's getting $25,000 for doing a house show. Correct. You do one house show a week and Nitro and Thunder and a pay-per-view. Dude, you're making almost 800 k right there. Right. Minimum. Right. You're looking at close, close to a million. Yeah. Yep. Right. Just for one week. Yeah. So here's one that I was, I kind of wasn't sure about, Scott, and I think you might be able to weigh in on this. Uh, number five, television taping participation. Television taping is in quotes. And it says, during years one through three of this agreement, Balea will appear and perform at 16 mutually agreed upon WCW television tapings during each calendar year of the term. Balea's appearance and or participation at such tapings shall be at no additional cost to WCW. So we've already covered pay-per-views. We've already covered Nitro and Thunder. What would a television taping be? Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon pay-per-view or Saturday oh. afternoon television on TBS, which oh, was okay, the, that's what at I our time was three o'clock east coast was six o'clock okay that's what i wasn't that sure about if they had another show a third show they had a sunday main event for a while too but i don't know if that ran for the duration of hogan's deal but they did have the saturday afternoon show so that would have covered that correct then correct okay so that makes it shit so okay so he got that they got that for free out of him but you're talking 16 days and i'm sure he would be like well I'll do those on the same week. I'm doing Nitro and uh, Thunder, brother. Right. Which makes sense anyway, because that's when you're going to want them. you got a pay-per-view coming up. You're promoting the pay-per-view. Exactly. You're going to have them do all the shows in the same week. You're on the day before. So, yeah. Yeah. So that one, to me, was one of the craziest ones. Yep. Um, that it's, you know, 16 of those a year. But the pay-per-view, or the, I'm sorry, the house show one, that's just 25% of the house show. Dude. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. No, that's nuts, dude. Yeah. That's not, he made sick money in a week if he wanted to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he, shit. Yeah. Would you say he could make 800,000? Adam, can you look up Bare an inflation minimum. calculator? Tell me what 800,000 and 98 would be today. That, Cause that's not including the bonus for the buy rates on the pay-per-view. Well, right, right. You're talking. Yeah. Bare yeah, exactly. minimum is almost 800. Yeah. Okay. So next section, international arena dates. During the term of this agreement, WCW and Balea shall have a mutual option for Balea to promote, appear, wrestle, and perform in mutually agreeable international events. For purpose of this section, a mutual option shall mean that either party may propose terms for his participation in such events, blah, 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 blah. So if they go overseas for a pay-per-view. Basically what that means is I'm not committing to anything, brother. Exactly. I am not flying overseas. Yeah, right. I'm not doing those long flights unless I, you know, fuck you, pay me. Right. Exactly. Right, because those are just sort of left open-ended. Like, he can negotiate his own price for any international It's a dates. whole new contract, yeah. Yeah, and it's, so by international, too, what's crazy, it says, um, it just says international events. So that could include Canada. That could be Canada and Mexico, Which yeah. is Canada and Mexico are right there. I don't think they were doing shows in Mexico. They might have. Not that I recall. But either way, or Puerto Rico. That's 20 minutes from Tampa. Sorry, you said 898,000? Uh, 800,000. 800,000 from 1998. So in that part, then it goes on to say, such agreements shall be reflected in a separate writing signed by the parties. Yep. So they'll actually write up a contract if he's going to go international. Yeah, so if WCW decides to do an England pay-per-view, for example, that's a whole yeah. separate contract for Hogan. The whole thing will be negotiated. Yeah, nothing's yep. set in stone, and he doesn't have to go if he doesn't fucking want he, to. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He doesn't have to be on the card. Eight hundred thousand in nineteen ninety eight is one point four eight million. So we could have made a million and a half in a week no, it, if he timed. I move that up one point four nine. But yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. So a million, yeah, one point five mil essentially. Could have made a million and a half in a, in a week. In a week, yeah. If things worked out the right way for him, which I'm sure he did his best 
to make happen. For sure. You know? Yeah, put me on the house show before the pay-per-view, brother. Yeah, exactly. That whole week before the pay-per-view, he's cashing in. Yeah. Plus, he make, gets his buy rate bonus, so he's clearing a mill. Make that city yeah. hot. Get a, get everybody spending. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and spending is interesting because, yeah, there's going to be merch that we talk about here. Oh, wait. Yeah, the merch is crazy. The licensing. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Article 8, Year 4 Compensation, which we haven't gotten to yet because it's always been 1, 2, 3. WCW shall compensate Balea $100,000 consultant fee for Year 4 of this agreement. In the event Balea provides any wrestling services in Year 4, he shall be entitled to compensation on a pervent basis according to the pay structure set forth above. Practically the so equivalent of an opt-in, opt-out bonus, but it's yes. hit, but it's his call. No, it's not an opt-in, opt-out because there's no opting in or out. It's just a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Right, but if he wrestles, then he gets the same contract yeah. he had year one through three. Right. So basically, his year three contract is, it carries over to year four. Yes. But he gets mm-hmm. an extra hundred thousand bucks. A hundred extra hundred thousand, exactly. Yes. Yeah, which that's a which is chump change for him. Um, it's one hundred eighty-six thousand a day, which. There are places in the country where you could buy a fucking house for $186,000. Now, do you think Hogan so. did that because he wasn't sure if he wanted to continue wrestling beyond year three? No, he probably was just like, fuck it, give me an extra hundred. Yeah, good point. You know? Good point. No, if he wasn't sure he wanted if he wasn't sure he wanted to keep wrestling, he probably would have just negotiated a three-year deal. Okay. You know? Um, so then we get into the merch. Um, and the merch is really interesting, actually except for those specific Titan merchandising items that Belay's council has previously disclosed in writing and has otherwise provided herein, Belay grants WCW the exclusive rights, blah, 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 worldwide merchandising and licensing rights of Belay's name, image, likeness, voice, characters. So the big part of that is those specific Titan merchandising items. Yeah, That's got to be... Ro- that's got to be royalties, right? It would for, have to for, be, yeah. For VHS tapes and it, shit? Yes, it would have to be. Yeah, he must have been getting royalties. Because there was um, nothing in the WWE catalog that was selling Hogan shit. So it would right. have been, yeah, it would have been older stuff from like 80s, early 90s. Yeah, and that would have been like really like a drop in the bucket. It wouldn't have been much money. It wouldn't I, have been much way, at all. Yeah, the way royalties are typically written up, the way I understand is like they're written up in perpetuity, but they go down every year. You know, every year a royalty is worth less and less and less. Do you think Hogan so, was getting a cut of those VHSs that they were still selling of his WrestleManias? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Talk, yeah okay, you buy, yeah, yeah. You buy a WrestleMania 6 VHS and he's getting... He's getting a know, cut. He might get 10 cents from one but it's something something, but like you said it's a drop in the bucket compared to what he's getting on this WCW yeah but so basically what that addresses is that he is he still does have a merchandising deal with Titan yeah okay gotcha okay Uh, for use and connection I'm gonna skip that one there are a couple in here it's you know it's very um, you know paralegal type language right Um, let's see for use and connection with those wrestling-related products or services set out in any license agreement entered in a WCW during the term of the second renewal agreement, WCW will not enter into any license agreements for products or services which may be covered by any license agreement entered into by Balea. So they can't, you know, WCW can't overlap on anything like my, because he only is under a merchandise license with them for wrestling-related products. Right. Which at the end of the contract, it's really interesting to see what WCW considered wrestling-related products. They had a shit ton of stuff. Dude, it mm-hmm. was like two or three pages full of shit. Yeah, and I'm going to read fucking all of them because nice. they're all because there are some funny ones in there. And you can also see how much the times have changed and what yeah, the sure. what the product needs were. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um. So basically, the gist of the merchandise is he got fifty percent of what they sold in Hogan merchandise. So now I've tried to look up what WWE guys get paid for merchandise. And I'm sure it's one of those things like we have our standard deal. But if you're Roman Reigns, you can negotiate yourself a better deal. Um, but kind of the, the biggest thing I found that came up was um, from Ryback. Ryback said they got 25% of their merchandise sales. So you sell 100 really? bucks of shirts, you get 25 bucks. Yeah. Okay. That's what Ryback said. But then he said they get about a dollar for every thirty dollars in profit. So the takeaway from that is that Ryback's an idiot. <laughs> we should roast him. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of all I could get from that is like, wait, it's twenty five percent, but you you get a dollar for every thirty. Why do I remember reading in the uh, the late nineties, like the Attitude Era, they were getting like seventy five cents a shirt. 
I've heard it's really low. Like I've heard more than that, but like a couple bucks, you know, like yeah, two yeah, bucks yeah. for a $25 shirt. Yeah. It was something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always been really like secretive. WWE doesn't publish that information. It's that carny so, bullshit. And it's going to be different. Well, it's just like, it's not, I mean, yeah, it's kind of carny bullshit, but it's also like, you don't want to put someone's money out there. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like Roman Reigns doesn't want me to know how much he makes. True. You know, um, but Hogan got 50 fucking percent. <laughs> He also got $20,000 a month for promoting NWO merchandise. All he had to do was wear a shirt on TV. Wear a shirt once a month on TV and he got paid $20,000. 20 grand. Yeah. So that's 37,000 in 2023 money. A month Um, per month times 12. Okay. Yeah. That's insane. And you know, the dude would show up. He'd be like, sure. Fly me, fly me into the show. I'll, I'll show up on TV wearing an NWO shirt. Yeah, exactly. You know, dude, that's like us getting paid to wear brother. drunk wrestling history shirts. Yeah. Right. Oh, I so wish someone paid me like a shit, dollar. Which is that. also on yeah. top of, uh, the, the travel accommodations. So definitely utilize those. We'll get to oh, that. Oh, for sure. Cause yeah, he was first with, class everywhere. Yeah. We're going to get to that. Uh, cause there's one part that's really fucking funny. Um, so if he's on an NWO shirt, he gets 50% of what that makes if it's a generic nwo shirt like just the nwo logo without hogan on it he got 25 percent of that still so if you're imagine it's hogan and the outsiders on a shirt i don't know if i don't know if that ever existed or a hogan and hogan and virgil on a fucking shirt yes hogan gets half of that i wonder what the fuck virgil's cut was <laughs> olive garden gift cards <laughs> <laughs> he probably would have been fine with that oh he'd love that or like a voucher for the track with a couple hundred bucks on it. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> Stay hustling. That's I, that's that's what I've heard about Virgil. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so Adam alluded to f- travel. He got, and I'm lost on the contract itself, but oh, okay. he also would have gotten 100% of a 900 number featuring Hulk Hogan or Hollywood Hogan. Which never happened because why the fuck would WCW make that if he's going to get 100% of it? But, exactly. But yeah, still, why they were we looking create... into that. <laughs> he should have just asked for like 80% because maybe they would have been like, cool, we'll take 20. But he, the crazy part about this deal to me too with the merch stuff, he maintained the right to market his name and himself independent of WCW. Independent of WCW. So yeah, so you're right. I skipped ahead. Um, let me get back to that because it has a list of things. Okay, here we go. I'll, I'll read that. Uh, WCW acknowledges that Belair retains the right to exploit his name, image, likeness, voice, and character in connection with non-wrestling-related merchandising and licensing, including, but not limited to, pasta, pasta restaurants, sandwiches, suntan oil, health drink mixers, vitamins and merchandise related to Belair's movies, television movies, and non-wrestling television appearances. Yeah, notice it doesn't have the Hulk Hogan grill on there. I was just going to say that. And all the stuff in there does not have an electric fucking grill. That is oddly <laughs> If only he had not missed that call. Yeah. <laughs> but it does have the protein shake, yeah. which is what he said he wanted instead yeah. in, in his other version of that story. Pasta right. and pasta, pasta restaurants. Adam, do you know about Pasta Mania? Pasta Mania? Are you talking about pasta that yeah. bitch oh. that dumped uh, 500 pounds of pasta in Jersey? Oh, no, no, no. There's a pasta mania. No. Who did that? Someone dumped 500 pounds. What are you that talking about? That was in the news like last week. Oh, no. No. So uh, okay. Mean Gene had his own burger place called Mean Gene's Burgers. Okay. Hulk Hogan opened up a series of uh, Italian restaurants, essentially. Uh, pasta mania. Oh, fucking I don't know way. if it was a series. Wasn't it just one? Or was it just one? I, I thought he opened so- up a couple of them. I could be wrong. Was I? I could be wrong too. I'm not really sure. But was this um, just to have it the, was the dick comparison fucking... to Mean Gene? He got one there. Therefore, <laughs> I better have one, brother. I think Gene's yeah. was after Pasta Mania. Okay, okay. And Gene's sure definitely lasted first. longer. Yeah, it was at the. It was. You know where it was? It was at the Mall of America in Minnesota. <laughs> the Pasta Mania. Oh yeah. God, yeah. There's awesome. like. Oh yeah, and he did like a whole opening with Macho Man and Jimmy Hart there. And like there was the um, I'll send you the picture, Adam. Um, the graphic form is him in like a big yellow and red chef's hat. Yeah. Like eating pasta. Pasta mania, brother. Yeah. The dude actually opened a restaurant called Pasta Fucking Mania. So I can vouch for Mean Jeans Burgers, though, dude. We had one open here in Tracy. That was good. Um, honestly, I think it was here until about 2008. 
Damn. Yeah, yeah. It was like 2007, 2008, and they just removed the yellow Mean Jeans Burger sign from the gas station uh, marquee probably five or six years ago. Oh, dude, I should have fucking taken it down. I didn't even think about it, and I drove by, and it was gone, and I was like, fuck, why didn't I take that? Son of a bitch. I could have put it in this room. That would have been fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, that would have been fucking hella cool, dude. Yeah, Yeah, slapped it up on a wall. But yeah, it's long gone now, but it was here for a while. Do you think the pasta mania sign is still in Minnesota? <laughs> is that I might have to hop on a fucking flight. Yeah, if anyone is in Minnesota and knows if that sign is still there, let me know. I'm coming to get so, it. We're coming from Minnesota, brother. So I, I yeah. am, <laughs> I am still considering going to SummerSlam, and Raw is going to be in Minnesota that following Monday, and I am thinking about going there because I want to eat some juicy Lucy's from Minnesota. Uh, if that does happen, I'll take a look for you. You want me to bring my fucking tools? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Adam doesn't get that reference. No, he doesn't get it. I, oh. <laughs> and anyone listening, if they get that reference, they're fucking cool. Jerky. Yeah. There's so many things. I um, okay, learn. so let's move on from there about pasta mania. Um, so then we get into um, Marvel. Which is really interesting. Adam, were you aware of this deal with Marvel Comics? No. Did you read this contract? Yeah. Or... or I mean, okay. He probably just didn't understand I mean, why. I, I just didn't know the significance it. of it. Yeah. And I, and so I just don't recall any projects first. from around that time. Yeah. So when he came up, when he started going by Hulk Hogan, well, it was a couple years before he blew up to where Marvel got, you know, got wise of it. Yeah. But they were like, well, we own the Hulk. Like, it, it was over the Hulk. Oh, and shit. they had to do a deal. And you know what? I should have put in my notes, the terms of it, because I just read it recently where it was like Marvel got like a hundred bucks for everything he used his name in something. It was really small, but it was yeah. one of those things where like over, you know, how many times is Hogan's name used, you know, in a year, like Marvel made like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars from Hulk Hogan because they licensed Hulk to him. Yep. And. Yeah, so this basically, so section article, I, get, I don't know if it's section 10, article 4, covers that, that he still has this deal in place with Marvel because he's using the name Hulk, which is just a really interesting part of the contract. So know? I'm surprised uh, in the uh, the grand scheme of Hogan lies that he hasn't come out and said that we can all thank him for the success that Marvel movies are having these days for all the money <laughs> that the WWF paid Marvel back in the 80s. <laughs> well, you know, they, they named the Incredible Hulk after me, brother. No, and then they put him in a movie. No goddamn way that I'm ever going to say that Mark Ruffalo owes everything to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy Guardians 3, brother? Well, you can thank me. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So that's uh, it for that oh, part. Oh, yeah, that was me with Thor in, uh, in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they mo-capped me, brother, and the Pythons. <laughs> Um, so then you get into travel. Travel is actually there's very little in travel. Um, he gets he's guaranteed first class travel and hotel for first first class hotel, um, which that's expensive. I know that. Yeah, first um, class flight, first class hotel, like everything top notch for this limo, guy. limo yeah. service and one hundred and seventy five dollars per diem. Okay, not two hundred. One seventy five. Right? Yeah. So that so that's three hundred twenty five dollars in today's money. That's like to cover him eating while he's on the road. Dude, that doesn't even cover a bar bill. Like Ric Flair could do a buck seventy-five at a bar in like twenty minutes, right? Like, oh, what I kind thought of money was... are they? Oh, I thought it was way high. I didn't think it was low. It's not supposed to cover your fucking bar bill. It's supposed to be like your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, you but know it's what I mean? Hogan, dude, and they're gonna they're gonna give him a buck seventy-five. Like, that seems way low to me. Oh, I thought it was way high. That's funny. That's no, funny. I went the other way because I'm thinking like Ric Flair would do a buck seventy-five at the bar in no time because he's gonna I be mean, buying you... drinks for everybody, and that money's gone. Yeah, but that is—that's not what the per diem's for. Okay, but look at the money that Hogan's making on this deal, yeah. right? And then a hundred and seventy-five dollars a day when he's traveling—that just yeah. seems like that doesn't seem well, like it's proportional well, to me. Well, to me, it seemed like it was so. I I thought it was a lot of money because who would spend that much to eat in a day but at the same time I also thought it was like as much as they're paying Hogan he's getting a fucking per diem you know what I mean that was sort of the way I looked at it like oh, he needs this okay. on top he can't he can't buy his own fucking food well it, it, look in in terms of business like I've been around enough companies like the rich get richer right like of course your right. highest paid guy is gonna have a per diem to go out 
that's why the 175 to me just seemed really low. Like you look yeah. at all this money being accumulated on the contract, and they're like, "But we're only going to give you 175 dollars a day to eat, dude." Hogan to do that in one sitting, like you take this guy to Texas Roadhouse, he's gonna have like five <laughs> plates of steak and shit. Like that's, dude, a buck seventy five goes like that, no problem. I I wonder if Andre got a per diem. That's, that's what I would episode. want to see because you know he went to he went to that one fucking steakhouse in Dallas. Um, I think where they, they put your picture on the wall and shit. If you eat this one, it's like a 64 ounce steak and a baked potato and a salad and like some bread or something. Oh, the old 96er. Um, yeah. And you can look up, you can look up who's on there and uh, Yukon Eric is on there. Oh shit. Um, I think that's the same place Andre went to, but I could be wrong, but he went to one of those places and he ate fucking two of them, dude. Oh damn. He got two 64 ounce steaks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. Not the same and, place and you get as it for the one free. Where, you know, it's not the same place where Homer and that trucker ate. <laughs> I don't know where that is. In Springfield. I don't know that episode. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen it. I've seen, I think I've seen every episode of The Simpsons, but I don't, I don't come in on remembering. Okay. But, I don't know. To me, it seemed low. The 175 to me just kind of jumped out as like a weird low number it, it, when he's getting 675K per pay-per-view. It seemed weird and it, yeah. just because it doesn't seem whole. I think that's the one that really bugged me about it. Like, dude, you fly Hogan into Vegas. Right, because they did a number of pay-per-views in Vegas. All the Halloween Havocs. That Vegas is hot. Yeah, one hundred, yeah. one hundred seventy-five is not going to last long, dude. That's, yeah, but the, the per, yeah, but the per diem isn't to go play craps with. No, no, no. no, no we that. understand, but like, dude, a okay. meal in Vegas, even in '98, right. like Hogan's not eating at fucking Fat Burger and Mickey D's and shit, dude. Like Hulk Hogan's that's going true. to nice restaurants in Vegas. Can't yeah, get far on one hundred seventy-five bucks a day. He's not going to Batali's uh, Batali's restaurant because he's all about pasta mania, brother. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, Why don't they have so a pasta mania in this fucking MGM? Getting into the, the rest of it, the smaller areas. So he's got approval over the outcome of matches he appears, wrestles, or performs in. He can also control... So so that's approval of... So that's his creative control, right? That's what you yes, always hear referred to. That's the whole control. bash at the beach 2000 And issue. there was a term in there where it was within reason or something like that. He can't do something i'm trying to find it but there's so much stuff on my screen right now but um it was he couldn't do anything crazy but yeah he but he did have control over the outcome of the matches right but that's basically but what, in, in black and white that's win or lose right but here's what was interesting to me he has the al- he has approval over the outcome of the matches he appears or performs in like so is that just like legal speak or does that mean he could have control of the outcome over a match he gets involved in? Like he does a run in and he gets to pick who wins. He just run in no, Chris I would re- Jericho and yeah, influence that. No, I would read that as only the matches that he's like wrestling in. Like, okay, it's going okay. to directly affect his character, like winning or losing. Okay, now what it doesn't address is non matches because it specifically says uh, the out- approval over the outcome of matches. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about stuff that's not a match. So could they make him go out there and cut a promo he doesn't want to cut? Or could they make him get his ass beat by fucking uh, Disco Inferno backstage? That, for that no has reason? to be something that WCW you know? has to notice that they have available on on their side. So maybe they should what? maybe they should have exercised that. I would see that as in-ring, like, the outcome of a match. Like, announcing the winner of the match as Hogan or not Hogan. Well, that's what I'm saying. It specifically says that he has control over that. Yes. It doesn't say he has control over any other stuff. So, you know what I mean? So, could he get beat down by Rey Mysterio outside of a match? I would like, say yes. They like, should, he, you're right. Yeah. He has no control over stuff that's not If in it's a match. not a formal I match, yes. I would say WCW gets that call. That's the way I'm reading it. Yep. Um, so, then that's, that's basically the end of the contract. Um, one interesting thing I thought about it was he signs it at the end as Terry Bollea and as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yes. He signed it twice. <laughs> he does put AKA Hulk yeah, Hogan. Yeah. 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 So then, okay, I'm going to b- quickly read the, <laughs> the list of merchandise that WCW was prepared to make with Hulk Hogan on it. Um, calling cards, because this is 1998. Yeah. If you're, and if you're younger than like 35, you probably don't know what that is. Yep. Wrestling rings, photo plaques, inflatables, collector plates, kites, sculptures. 3D keychains. I don't know what the fuck a 3D keychain is. Mm. Um, clocks, backpacks, wall art, rainwear. So you get like a Hogan like rain jacket and like a, what do you call those rain boots when you're a kid? Galoshes. Galoshes. <laughs> uh, is there going to be a Hulk Hogan yeah. flashlight? 
<laughs> um, Gotta make shit. it that long, brother. I I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> you said inflatables. That got me thinking. You got you got you think about flashlight. <laughs> Vagina. Um, action figures. <laughs> Rolling luggage. They wanted to put Hogan on a suitcase. <laughs> Video games, belts, pennants, suspenders, because someone was going to wear suspenders in suspenders. 1998, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Bumper stickers, t shirts, signs, ski caps. I guess it's a beanie. Is that a beanie? I would Practically, yeah. yeah. Okay. Key rings, baseball hats, collector pins, bandanas, buttons, trading cards, decals, talking trading cards, which I've never heard of. Yeah. Seat cushions. I don't even know what the fuck so that is. Want, like a cushion you would so put you on want a chair Hulk your Hogan house? eating your ass, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweatshirts, magnets, knits shirts. Um, one four four one six four one twenty four die cast. So that's like a Hot Wheels. Yes, yes. Patches, LCD games because it was nineteen ninety eight. Oh yeah, that's the like, little handheld. Oh job. Little handheld right. games. Yeah, I used to buy them for like thirty bucks. Yeah. Tank tops, temporary tattoos, muscle shirts, flags, Henley shirts, glass mugs, long sleeve shirts, play sets, beach towels, page two, bath towels, watches, bath mats. So someone's going to have like a Hogan bathroom. A Hulk Hogan like bathroom. Bath towels and bath mats, yeah. Shower curtains, um, Halloween costumes, Valentine's, mug tea, which it says is a t-shirt in a mug. Okay. Bowling league. And in parentheses, bowling balls, shirts, hats. I remember, remember they did make those WCW bowling balls? I don't remember that. Yeah, they made a Hogan bowling ball. It had like the lightning bolts on it and shit. Hmm, that's crazy. Um, gumball machines. So they're going to make a whole machine of Hogan. Theme restaurant. They're also going to make an entire restaurant of Hogan. Well, they um, kind of did. They did. They made the Nitro Grill, the which Nitro I don't grill. remember when that, I don't remember when it opened, but I went there in 98, August 98. So I was going to say, I think it opened in 98. Later. Yeah, okay. Or 90, I'm sorry, 99. I went there in 99. Hey, you, yeah, I think it opened in 98 um, at the MGM. You keep okay. talking about um, how uh, your local restaurant couldn't serve uh, Snake or Python anymore. Do you think it's because Hogan uh, took all of them for his, <laughs> took all the Python for his? Fucking <laughs> 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 We only want the 24-inch Pythons, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, gumball toppers. Interesting. Okay. Right. Any guesses what the fuck that is? Uh, like a gumball. They did make gumball machines in the late nineties. That was a thing. Cause I have a Batman animated series one and the top okay. of it is like a, <laughs> what the fuck? yeah, I don't know if I have it anymore, but the top of it was like a Batman and Robin like statue thing. And that was, okay. the ta that was for the top of your gumball machine. That's a gumball topper. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Okay. Uh, credit cards, box calendars, wrestle buddies, boxer mm -hmm. shorts, posters, workout wear, toy vehicles. So like a car toy. A car toy, yes. Um, <laughs> polo shirts, convenient stores. So they're going to open a Hogan 7-Eleven. Um, rag tops, bendables, footwear, balloons, cookie jars, commemorative stamps, hot sauces. <laughs> oh, he's ahead of his time. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, thumb puppets, painted balls. <laughs> thumb, thumb puppets and painted what balls. <laughs> Sounds like a fun Friday night to me. <laughs> um, Pop-up cards, books, kaleidoscopes, and lenticular products. Kaleidoscopes. And lenticular products. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I gotta look that word up. Hold on. So that's the stuff that they had the... Okay, they basically... Per this contract, they had the pre-approval to make any of those with Hogan's lenticular shaped on like it. a lentil, or like shaped lenticular like lenses. So, yeah, so it would be something like maybe not a kaleidoscope, but something miniature. You have some kind of image. I don't know. Uh, yeah, mm. I don't think it's something. I don't think they're putting Hogan on something that's shaped like a bean. How do you know? It's in the fucking contract. <laughs> He wants. To, he just wants to yeah, cover his bases. I think it's the one with. Yeah, maybe they yeah. would have. Yeah, why not? Like Hogan, like Goya beans with Hogan on it. <laughs> <laughs> no nesting dolls either. No, no nesting dolls. They missed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever kind of cars kid crashed. They could have put his face on that too. Oof. Oof. No helmets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't put on racing helmets. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and that pretty much covers Hogan's 1998 um, contract. And um, really, if you look at it, um, we've all heard about the inflated contracts, but this is really the craziest example of it that's out there, you know, that we can see. Um, and it really just shows how on fire the Monday Night War was. Yeah. And that Vince had just, his contract came up right at the right time because Vince had just fired a major fucking shot at WCW with WrestleMania 14. Yep. And Hogan had just made them huge money with that, with the Sting and the Macho Man matches. So. Perfect storm. The moral of the, yeah, exactly. Perfect storm. So the moral of the story is if your contract is going to be up for renewal, make sure it's when the competition is in the ma- the middle of a major babyface comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Massive upswing on WWE side, in addition to a massive upswing on WCW side, as you mentioned, with that main event coming off of him and Macho Man, it was yeah. the perfect time for Hogan's contract. Look, timing is everything, and yeah. Hogan hit while the iron was hot, and he got a massive fucking deal here. Totally, totally. That takes care of. And that's our, all I got to say about takes that. Takes care of our coverage of Hulk Hogan's 1998 WCW contract. What did you think of this contract? Uh, and what do you think of our coverage of it? Uh, what items uh, should have uh, been part of the merchandise, such as fleshlights? Uh, or even fucking Taco Bell wrappers? And, like, there there could be the Hogan Taco. Like, shit, where the upper rim of the... Of the shell is Hogan's mustache or some shit. Oh. <laughs> what the I don't fuck? know. I'm just it's just such an. Obs- I hear what you're saying, Adam. I don't mind a little hair on the taco. It's disgusting. I don't <laughs> like it. Okay, we got the yin and the yang between the two of you. But let us know what you think of our coverage of this episode <laughs> on the social media platforms: uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Wrestling underscore drunk. Tell your family, friends, heels, and faces, and lawyers to like, share, and subscribe to our show. Please leave us reviews so that we could get recognition boosts and keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. On behalf of Scott and Eddie, I'm Adam, reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we'll see you all next time for another great episode, because legally we have to. One, two, three, pasta mania, brother. Peace, I'm out. Don't end me.